We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, outside the trenches, the latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind mill segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest outside the trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to Tucker Franklin. What is up? Welcome into the new and improved Outside the Trenches here on KC Sports Network. I am now your new host, Tucker Franklin. We, I got to give a shout out to Holiday Distillery and uh, uh, folks at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. It's incredible. Good stuff. Make sure you go check them out. As always, I'm joined by Nick Leckie. Uh, you know him as a Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints. Um, Remington Award were you you won the Remington Award or you were a finalist? I, I was a finalist. Thanks for rubbing it in. Though. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> still, uh, but I'm super. You guys know Nick already, but I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Big B, Brian Hanley, Hanley like Ramirez. Big B, how you doing, man? I am good. I am good. I am excited to be here, man. Couldn't be happier. I'm super stoked to get this going because. Uh, if you guys are familiar in the K-State space, I'm sure you've heard Brian, you know of Brian, you know him, uh, but we're kind of shifting the focus of the show a little bit to be more of a league-wide focused show. We're going to talk more uh, what's going on in football as a whole uh, with the NFL. Might touch into some college a little bit too, both you guys K-State guys, um, so you guys got that tie there. Uh, very excited. And Big B, you're down in Dallas, right? That's where you're at? Absolutely, yes. We moved down here. It'll be 12 years, July 1st. I lived in Kansas City oh, wow. for 12 years before that. So, uh, I'm like I said, I'm super excited. It'd be good because my wife is a die-hard Chiefs <laughs> fan. Just absolute die-hard Chiefs fan. So, I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Nick, Nick you're down in that Dallas area. You, you know that area well. Yeah. Uh, I'm from I'm from Grapevine. So, born and raised and uh, live in Kansas City now. So okay. I think we did we did a trade. We did a trade. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did a city swap. We did a city swap. That was good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Lots of connections going on here. Uh all of us now I didn't play it at quite the level that you guys did, but I played offensive line back in the day. Uh very offensive line heavy focused podcast. We're gonna have that perspective going on here on the new and improved outside the trenches. BJ is taking a step back from the on camera stuff. I know we kind of had a podcast talking about that at KCS and update a little bit ago. He's going to focus more on the business stuff. He is firing himself is what he wanted me to tell everybody. Um, and, and Big B stepping up in his place. Super excited. I was actually uh, on Big B's podcast the other day. Um, about a yeah, week ago, right? Uh, we were talking some Chiefs. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a good time. Real good time. And that's when I said, you know what? This is it right here. Uh, we're going to bring him on the show. But So uh, we're going to focus uh, a little bit more league-wide, as I mentioned. So we're going to do that on today's episode. But, Nick, before we get started, it's been a while since we've done a podcast together. How have you been? How's life? How are things? Uh, I, have, I have zero complaints. I have absolutely zero complaints. Uh, summertime, just been chilling, hanging with the family. Uh, it's It's been nice. You know, I, I always wish – we were more European uh, as Americans, where it's like we just designate one of the summer months to be like, listen, you know what? Let's just take a reset, right? Yeah, like, yeah. let's just take the whole month off, you know, maybe a couple of emails a day, something like that. And let's just chill. Like, let's get back to basics. Like, let's get true family time. Uh, go hang out with your buddies, uh, do your activities, you know, just get it in. Because uh, all I need is a month. You know, I get so jealous of my kids when they have three months off, and I'm like, I, I miss that. And from NFL days, too, I miss I miss January, right? Where you just had not a damn thing to do uh, once your season was done. So yeah, that's what I miss. Yeah, I do. I do like. I wish that there was a, just a set month. Like, what is it like in Japan? They don't work for like the whole month of June or something like that. There's there's one month where they just like don't work at all, and like you you can't right. ask them to do anything. They just don't do it. <laughs> Jealous, man. Jealous, and it's accepted. Man. And it's accepted. It's just accepted. accepted. Yeah, right. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Go back to your job after taking a month off. You did that at your job. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, My feeling, though, with that, I would feel like I would be so far behind after taking the month off. I feel like I, it would take me a month to just there. catch up and get back into the groove of things. Because I would be, once I go on vacation mode, I'm in vacation mode. I don't know anything about that. I am out. out. I am completely out. It would take me a month to get caught back up, but it is what it is. I do like that concept, though. It's a work in progress. Let's put a pin in that one, right? As they say, (laughs) it's a work in progress. We're going to try to solve all the world's problems on this podcast. Let's start with that one. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, That's a good one. Uh, I'm excited to start with that one. But, um, I wanted to kind of start this podcast. We're not going to be in too incredible. It's it's June, right? We're recording this on June 20th. You're probably listening to this podcast on June 21st when it comes out. Uh, there's not a lot going on in the NFL calendar. Not a lot going on in the NFL schedule right now. So there's not a ton going on to talk about uh, what's next for the Chiefs because it seems like we're kind of feeding a fed horse at that point uh, with, with, what's all, with what all we've talked about here. Um, but I I've want never to talk heard about- that term, Tucker. I've never heard that term. Well, is that did, did you make that PC? Is, uh, that, well, is, is that the Gen Gen Z coming out in you right there? <laughs> my Gen Z, yeah, it's my Gen Z. Uh, no, so uh, this is this is kind of funny. A couple of years ago, Peter came out with like uh, a a list of like re redone phrases. Yeah, and I I started to say it like ironically, right, to make a joke out of like Peter make like beating a dead horse. They were upset about that, so they wanted to say feeding a fed horse. But now it's just come into my like everyday vernacular because I started make fun making fun of it so much that it's just like what I say now. Um, but yeah, no, Peto tried to try to change, flip the script on a lot of these things, and it worked with me. On they got I'm like you. inadvertently, it worked. Low key got you, Tucker, hundred <laughs> percent. Lame, but uh, so I want to talk about with you guys kind of the the headlines, the storylines, what's going on in the NFL that's kind of caught your attention the most. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on this offseason it's been kind of a crazy offseason uh big b do you want to start with uh with uh what kind of caught your attention the most this offseason well you know for me i know a lot of people are talking aaron Rodgers going to the jets uh you know getting away from green bay after so many years but 
to me, I think the biggest storyline is going to be Lamar Jackson. Can mm-hmm. they get over the hump with adding the weapons that they have added on offense? Their defense is already good. They just got to stay healthy, which is tough playing football. But I think it, the, the biggest storyline for me this year is can Lamar Jackson take, take the next step? Because a lot of people talk about him and that, you know, he won an MVP, but he's been hurt the last couple of years and they haven't really won in the playoffs. They, they won one playoff game, you know, yeah. and as good as you want to be in the regular season. And I'm not, I'm not, I would never take that away from anybody, but at the end of the day, you know, quarterbacks, their, their reputation and their names get made on what you do in the playoffs, whether it's right or wrong. And I think Lamar Jackson's got to take a step forward because at least the organization has shown this year that they are trying to give him enough to be successful where in years past you could say, Hey man, the Ravens aren't even trying to help him. Well, this year they're helping him. So now he got his money. He's got his weapons. He really doesn't have an excuse to not succeed if he's going to be the guy that everybody thinks that he is. Yeah. I like that. I like the exterior guy breaking off with the AFC North, right? <laughs> trying, to, trying to get some love. Trying to get some love out there. I love that. I love that. Hey, yeah, you should have said, Let, let's crown their ass, you know, to, to put that jinx on them. I see, the, I see the terrible towel in the background for those of you listening. I'm new. Uh, I'm trying story. to be politically correct. I'm new. I will get into it. Trust me. Trust me. I, I'm, Good. I'm yeah. the new guy, though. I'm the new guy. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll follow that same vein. And I'll say, what's what's Pittsburgh going to do? Is your boy Kenny, is he the real deal? You know, that's the main thing. Because it's like, if I'm in the AFC, like I'm trying to get like Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. Uh, I mean, does the NFC have anything? Do they have any weapons? Like, is this going to be one of those ones where like the Rams sneak in and, you know, win a Super Bowl? Like, like when they're like the 10th seed, essentially, Um, you know, what's going on in the NFC? Like, is there anything, is there any movement over there? Is there anything, is it still got a pulse? I mean, if you just look at the quarterbacks alone, I mean, how many are there that are any good? I'm like, I can't even tell you five. I can't even tell you five. Yeah, you can't get there. You can't get there. You know, and it's just like, okay, there's some good teams. I mean, San Francisco is a good football team. They have a great roster. That's right. You're you're scared of that team if you play O-line. Yes. You know? Yes. Look, everybody was on Purdy's back, and I'm like, look, I'm a Kansas (laughs) State guy. I watched him play four years at Iowa State. I watched it. Don't tell me how good this guy is. I don't want to hear it. He's got yeah. a great roster where he doesn't have to do a lot, and he never played from behind. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're an NFL, at least quality quarterback, you can do that. But when the game, when you're down 10 in the, in the middle of the third quarter, what can you do? <laughs> we watched Purdy do that. We watched him at, at Iowa State, and it, it didn't work out too well. He tried. He definitely tried. I don't think he's just he's just not as handsome as Jimmy G was, you know, so I think that was the main thing that was holding him down, especially out there. It's just difficult. It's really difficult. Yeah, but it's to me, it's just gonna be one of those deals where, where God dang, you're building a team and it's like the AFC is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. Right? You look at every every team is just getting so much better. And it's like, man, like, can the NFC give up some playoff spots to the AFC? Like, would, would that could, could we do is that a thing right is that no. a thing it's like, like a, to a wild like card like, like yeah they'd like to have everybody in a bunch and just take the mm-hmm. best teams out this year because the exactly. nfc you're right nick the nfc i think is going to end up somebody's going to end up in the super bowl that we're going to be scratching our head like <laughs> how did that happen yeah so cowboys 
Oh, Ooh. No, so I was I was actually <laughs> I'm sure you love that now. Um no. <laughs> I know a lot of Always people you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Oh, oh. Also, super producer Nick uh chimes in and he said uh Purdy stinks. He does. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sold on I'm not sold on that Brock Purdy hype. I think that's incredibly weird uh yeah. that they're just like he's the starting quarterback now. Um they barely gave Trey Lance a chance before I know he got hurt, but like he looked good. Uh but what I was doing, uh, Nick, as you were talking, I started writing down like quarterbacks for in the NFC. I was like, what? off the top of your head, what would be like the top five? Does Derek Carr now sneak into the top five of quarterbacks in the NFC after going from the Raiders to the Saints? He probably does. He does. That's nuts. Yeah. That's do nuts, it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it based off of who you'd want on your team, right? If, if you could draft Jalen Hurts, you know, is the only one. That's it, really, truly. Yeah. Because I mean. And then you go to like Cousins and Prescott. Yep. I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm starting my team with those guys, man. God, I, I just don't close. know. <laughs> not even close. Not even oh. close. It's just so bad. Just so I think. And the thing with with Philly though is like they had like two plays in the Super Bowl, and like that's really all they try to go to yeah. uh, route wise, concepts wise, and um, a, a, a hell probably the all time greatest quarterback sneak game of all time. Oh, oh my god! Oh my goodness! I, I've never seen any Nick, oh, former Olanga. I've yeah. literally never seen anything like that That's in my amazing. entire life. That is amazing. Nothing. That is amazing. And they're like four yards every time they do it. I'm like, my goodness, what is going on here? They must like practice it. Like they must take two periods and just practice Absolutely. just quarterback safe with that. Just, just do a, it. A whole middle drill of nothing but <laughs> using me. Unbelievable. <laughs> Insane. Insane. <laughs> you, you look at the script. You look at the eight play script middle drill. Oh, quarterbacks. Oh, four times. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, and you're like <laughs> you're like confident with it. You're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna get this. Yeah. We're gonna win. We're gonna win this drill. <laughs> wild, man. That is wild. So like Justin Fields is probably a top five NFC quarterback, wouldn't you say? So like it's probably I think Jalen Hurts Fields might be close. Uh um, field Fields is a really interesting case this year. Do you want him on do you want him leading your team in, in the fourth quarter? You know I don't know if I, does he have the experience to really are you gonna put the ball in his hands? You know, are you gonna Yeah, I don't know. It, he had some like I've said this, I think I don't remember what podcast I've said this on, but he had some like Shohei Otani type stats of like mm-hmm. he would set these records that haven't been done before, but then the Bears would lose by three scores. <laughs> and then yeah. but it's just like that's incredibly weird. And people were going crazy about like, uh, like I was seeing highlights, you know, when we were waiting on chiefs games, cause they were always playing in prime time. So we got to wait for a little bit and I'd see all these highlights come down of like Justin Fields plays of him running 98 yards. And I'm like, wow, this what's the score of that game. And they'd be down by two scores. And like, I, that's yeah. the most confusing thing ever. Like he was tearing it up at the end of the year, but they lost, they won three games all year. And like, that yeah. doesn't really, that's they not a bad. good look. Yeah. And his records, the things that he was doing, it was all rushing. Right. And I'm like, you know, that's great, but you're not going to be able to make a living for very, very long just rushing as a quarterback. That right. usually doesn't turn out too well. It's been proved time and time again that that's, yes, yeah, man. you're not going to. And listen, any any Bears stats are null and void uh, November, December. Uh, once they were eliminated from oh, playoffs, yeah. that's garbage time. There's no stress. You're getting a noon game. Uh, you know your, you know, you know when exactly to book your vacation for for January eighth. You know, <laughs> whenever the season's done. Yeah, exactly. So any stats there? No, and the coaches know they're fired, so they're just throwing shit out the window. Like, oh, let's run this. I don't know. I've seen this. You know, I've seen um, 
you know, Nick Saban do this. So let's borrow that one or something like that. So, yeah, exactly. You have to. You have to know and avoid it. You really do. Sticking with the quarterbacks, Brian, I want to go back to your point about, like, Lamar Jackson. I can remember when the Ravens were the team that the Chiefs had to beat. Like, it was like the Ravens, that was the team that they had to beat to win the AFC. Then it became the Buffalo Bills. And then it became the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, so the Chiefs are outlasting all these teams. But a healthy Lamar, and we've seen this a lot with the Chiefs in their defense, they struggle with rushing quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Now, they don't play the Ravens this season. That could be a team that can play in the playoffs that I think could be kind of a tough mismatch for them. I think they're going to get a good – I think you and I talked about this about with Justin Fields. They're going to get a good taste of that with Justin Fields, but that's very early on in the season. I don't know if they really see – I mean, they still, they'll see Jalen Hurts later on in the season, but – it's yep. going to be interesting to see how the Ra- that Ravens team is. They are putting these bodies around, and they are putting some guy- good guys out there. Odell, that contract kind of disrupted the whole wide receiver market for it did for the Chiefs specifically too, because they were in uh, reportedly in on DeAndre Hopkins to make a trade. They had the financials figured out. Then that deal came out, and DeAndre Hopkins said, "Oh wait, he's making that money. I want to make that money." And the Chiefs right. said, "We cannot give you that money." Um, so very interesting to see what the Ravens do this year with Lamar. This is probably an an all or nothing year for them. Yeah. I mean, they got a new offensive coordinator too, so it's going to be more pass centric. Supposedly that's what they're saying. Uh, they're going to throw the ball down the field. You mean Lamar? Look, I, I grew up in Louisville. I've been a diehard Louisville fan my whole life. Even though I went to K state, that's another story for another day, but no, the issue with Lamar, and we can all say it, it was throwing outside the numbers to receivers. Part of it was they didn't have good receivers. Another part of it was he wasn't accurate. So throwing outside the numbers. Well, you're not going to have that excuse with the guys that they have coming in there now. So it's it's put up or shut up, like I mentioned before. Um, if Lamar's as good as everybody – well, I shouldn't say everybody. As a lot of people think that he is, mm-hmm. then he'll be able to take the next step and I don't think they're going to get – I mean, he's going to run less, but he's still got that threat. I mean, the guy is still a phenomenal athlete, so that is still going to be there. So if he can figure that part out, it's going to be difficult uh, for everybody, not just the Chiefs, for everybody. I mean, heck, I'm a Steeler fan. Nick, Tucker, when's the last time you've heard of a quarterback being the fourth best quarterback in that division and your team makes the playoff, not just making the playoff, that they're even any good? That's the kind yeah. of stress that I'm dealing with. So is is that and, I don't even twice. know if you're going to be good. Yeah, and we got to play them twice. Twice. So I, I don't know, man. It, it's I really think that this could be a year either Lamar Jackson challenges Mahomes to win the MVP or Lamar Jackson falls on his face. I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of in between. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. No, it's so true. And I, I love your your comment about touch passing. You know, yeah. being able being able to throw those sideline fades. And if you look at the the opposite of that, the inverse of that, the guy who does it probably the best is Joe Burrow. Absolutely. Like, honestly, yeah. in my mind, that dude, like, because it's like, you, you know, you see someone on, on the Jamar Chase on the sideline, and, man, you do those touch passes because you're getting one-on-one situations, right? Yep. Uh, and then you're getting either a PI or you're getting a 70-yard touchdown. Correct. Like, it's a no-brainer if you can do it right. If you can get it with an area, get get that touch there, and it's such a it's such a great weapon to have. And yeah. if you don't have that in your tool in your tool book and your, your arsenal, yeah, you're not going to go deep. Yeah, especially with the rules of today. 
where mm-hmm. you literally can't put a hand on a receiver at all. I mean, it used to be at least they'd let you fight a little bit and let you yeah. do that anymore. So you got to have that in the playbook. It's not good for TV or pensions, Brian, man. Come there on, man. You, yeah, you want offensive, <laughs> offensive, offensive game, man. Look, the MLB is doing it right now where they're making everything so uh, offense-focused. The NFL's been doing it for years. That's what pays the bills is the offense. Absolutely. And you know what? We got to pay some bills here real quick, too. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. I wanted to, I've want to. i got one more topic before we go to our blind nose segment. i got one more topic I want to talk about. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Into outside the trenches here on KC Sports Network. Presented by Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur and Holiday Distillery. Uh, fine folks up there. But there is one th- storyline that I kind of wanted to talk about. What I think has just been a very interesting developing storyline uh, throughout this offseason is the value of running backs. Now, we've seen running back value decrease throughout the years, really. The Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards in the last pick of the first round in 2020. 2020 uh they picked him and that was kind of already people were like oh, that, that value i don't know if that's there he's not like a, a first round running back type we've kind of seen people sour on Clyde Edwards a little bit but now you're seeing guys going to free agency get cut dalvin cook being one of them they're on the market right now and they're not getting paid uh like a lot of these guys ezekiel elliott a guy still on the market dalvin cook on the market uh, saquon barkley was franchise tagged and not given a contract it's it's a bit, it's been a tough look for running backs. I believe I looked it up earlier. One point seven million is the AAV, the the annual average salary for a running back. Now teams are not paying running backs to focus obviously on the passing game, on the offensive line for pass protection, and obviously on the wide receivers as well. I want I'm curious to hear guys' thoughts on just kind of the deterioration of the value. Listen, there's some really good wide receivers still available, or running backs, I should say that could be used as wide receivers uh, still available right now on the market, but teams just haven't gone after them. I'm curious what your guys thoughts are on that. Um, I'll stab it first. I, to me, the thing that, that is so surprising is that it's the, it's the lifespan is getting so much shorter and shorter. It's not that they don't want, okay, we don't want to pay these guys. Okay. You don't want to give them a whole bunch of money, whatever. I get that part. But you're cutting guys and getting rid of them 
at 26, 27 years old yeah. saying that they're finished. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. At first, I thought the, the standard was, okay, 30 years old. That's what it was. It, it was They were 30, and they were done. And that was proven because, I mean, you could look at guys. I mean, everybody's not Adrian Peterson out there, you know, playing running back. So I get that part. But now it's, you know what? We can't use a Dalvin Cook. We can't use a 27-year-old yeah. that has consistently been an elite back in this league. You can't use them. Or, you know, the Giants are basically saying, we'll get rid of Saquon. If he doesn't want to play for the franchise, we don't want him. We won't take him. And I'm like, he's 26 years old. I mean, it's just yeah. – it's amazing how short the lifespan that they are using nowadays at running back. I, I, I've i never, I don't, I don't know. I literally have no answers, none. You know, I, I think to me, it's like when you look at a guy like Terrell Davis, right? Wasn't he like undrafted with Denver and became a superstar and then yeah. played a couple years and was out. So I think the late nineties, like the trend has been like these running backs. Like it's almost like, like the inverse is, you never want to play a running back in a contract year, just like you never want to play a D lineman in a contract year, right? Exactly. They're going to be hungry. Then they're going to get their bread and then they're going to shut it down. You know, and it's just one of yep. those things where, where it's a tough position. And, and I think with the, we mentioned it earlier, uh, the league is going pass heavy where you're looking, usually you used to get what 30 carries a game, maybe yep. out of 60, 70 plays. Now it's like 15 to 20 carries a game. And that's divided by two guys. And if you look at the Chiefs specifically, but now it's it's running back by committee. And look at the Cowboys. They they did where they had Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, mm -hmm. right? And Pollard, Pollard's that dude, by the way. He's yeah, legit. He yeah. I'm yeah. building a case for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year. Like right now, I might have just talked myself <laughs> into it. Are, are they hyping themselves up down there in Dallas, Brian? Is the One million percent. <laughs> oh. One million percent. No, they're, no, they're not. They're not. They're not going to qualify for the playoffs then. Exactly. But no. So I think it's one of the things. I think. I think if you can find, look at like it's a copycat league, and the Chiefs have they had a marquee running back for these past run, right? I mean, not since Jamal. No, they haven't yeah. had. I mean, they've they've had a lot of undrafted guys too. That's what that's where they've made their yeah. bread. But I mean. I mean, they Pacheco was a seventh rounder, but Daenerys Prince right now, a guy who's getting a lot of buzz, a guy out of Tulsa. Um, Tulsa, yeah, he's out of Tulsa. They go there's a two lane running back too. I get him confused with because they're both T schools. Um, but out of Tulsa, undrafted free agent, a very Pacheco like running back, runs very hard. But a guy they got undrafted, and that seems to be the trend of what these teams are trying to do, is because they've they've looked at this and said, hey, it doesn't matter how good your running back is if your offensive line's really good, you can give anybody the ball back there, right? Uh, so they've kind of looked at it and said, this is an area we can kind of save some money, which is. It's wildly interesting to me. It makes sense, though. If you, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, Brian, you can see it. You see a young, hungry running back, right? You're like, all right, this dude can play as long as he, yeah. he you do some pass protection, uh, and as long as he, he holds onto the ball and can catch it. That's what they're looking looking at now. You know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's I mean, that's that's been the trend. And, and you're right, Nick. Away are the days of giving this guy thirty carries a game. They're just not going to do that. Um, I don't know if I necessarily like it, but it's the way that it is. Things, you know, kind of change. It's like you said, it's a copycat league. Uh, but as long as the rules are the way that they are, I think you have to go this route. I mean, it's not fair. I, I guess we say it's not fair. We may not like it, but, you know, it, it's the way of the world. And if you can get a quarterback and you can get your offensive line going, then a running back, it, it just is what it is, man. The position is just – you need a good guy, but it's just not as valuable as what it used to be. 
Jared McKinnon came back and he's making like a million dollars this year, I think, and had like nine receiving touchdowns for the Chiefs last year. So, I mean, that's a guy who's been incredibly valuable for the Chiefs. I don't really know if he, he did say he had one other team interested in him, uh, but he didn't disclose what team it was. But I think he's more valuable to the Chiefs than he is, you know, a lot of other teams. But as you mentioned, Nick, it's a by committee now. You look at the Chiefs, they're going to carry three, four running backs onto this team. They're not going to have a fullback this year. So they're going to carry more running backs. Because that's a position of attrition. I believe I looked at I, yeah. I, this is one of my favorite stats that I stumbled across on Twitter and I re looked it up to kind of figure it out. Uh, running backs, I believe, in like 2020 at, missed an average of two games a season, starting running backs. And now it's up to three games a season. So starting running backs are missing time. So you're going to need more running backs that you feel comfortable with to go in and when these running backs get hurt because that's just a thing. And what they've been doing, splitting these snaps kind of to, disperse this attrition because off uh, of several guys. And that's what the Chiefs have done, and they've been successful with it. I mean, they won the Super Bowl with Damian Williams as their running back, who, you know, always will be a Chiefs legend, but hadn't really done anything after he left Kansas City. He went to Chicago for a little bit and didn't really kind of fizzle it out, but always be a Chiefs legend for scoring that last touchdown. But, I mean, that's kind of been their philosophy ever since Jamal left. It's like, all right, Let's just kind of get by with what we can get and just, uh, you know, especially with the Patrick Mahomes contract, I think it makes all the sense in the world to kind of nickel and dime kind of at that position. That's when you could do it at. It is. Who 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 are the top running backs if you go across the league? Who, who do you have? Like, who are guys? They get, you got Pollard in Dallas yep. right off the bat. McCaffrey. Um, McCaffrey, McCaffrey in San Francisco. I mean, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. But are those guys catching the ball, or are they are they running the ball too? Right? Are their highlights catching the ball, or are their highlights? Barkley, running the ball he catches too? it too. He yeah, does. Yeah, both. Right? I mean, he was their offense last year. <laughs> they, they, so. they always know what they're doing. They were like yeah. a pee wee. They were a pee wee offense. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty six. Oh yeah. Always lined up in the slot. Okay, they're gonna throw it to him in the slot. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty six. Yeah. But I can't. I can't. I can't name. I can't name any. I mean, Derrick Henry. I mean, that's yeah. That he's the guy. He's an he's anomaly. That, he's, he is. He is an anomaly. He's a one of one. Correct. I mean, there's yeah. other guys. I mean, you can look around. I mean, it, like Atlanta had a thousand yard running back, but they loved him so much they took a guy at eight in the draft. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. it's so crazy. It's just like, what is going on? I mean, Brees Hall at the Jets, uh-huh. he's good, mm-hmm. and Kenneth Walker in I Seattle. Say, yeah. Those okay. guys are good, but I mean, they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, Brees I mean, was you know, solid. It just, we'll see. It's just, there's not this bell cow guy that you just say, you know what? We're giving it to him 30 times. It's just, it's just not the way offenses work anymore, man. It's no. just, it's just not. They're evolving. It's like, you're going to be the unicorn now. If you just run a pro say and go underneath center. Right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Whoa, this is, we're going to, this is going to be weird. We don't know what to do. Here. Defenses won't even know what to do. They, <laughs> they, they have like, no I idea. I, I don't know. What do, do I fill the fill the, the, the fullback as a linebacker? Like what? What am I doing? What, what's yeah. the what's the exactly read? So, yeah, you tell me you got to come out of nickel defense. You know, yeah, you gotta, right. I get another linebacker on the field. What is this? What? That's weird. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's an incredibly interesting development that I'm kind of keeping an eye on because the Dalvin Cook situation. He didn't have his best year of his career last year, but as you mentioned, Brian, he's he's still young. Like it, it's yeah. a very it's a very odd. Uh, they're, they're trying to get younger at that position. Maybe try save a little bit more money. But the fact that he wasn't immediately snatched up too is—that's um, telling. Yeah, it is telling. It is telling was about he, the mindset of the league. Was he with Minnesota last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I he's he had like, some that, would be, 
Oh, that yeah, would be a great pickup. That would be a great pickup because you know what? He's a hard runner with confidence. I'd pay him if, if I was a GM right now. Absolutely. That would be amazing. And guess what? I don't think playing in Minnesota, I mean, which it was a terrible, the worst 12-win team ever. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Man. like just like however many they won was ridiculous. So he would be a great pickup because you can't look at um, yeah. whoever the Chiefs got from uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. From, from the Giants, right? I mean, it, he's got that mentality where, where he's a hard runner. When Dalvin's a Florida State guy too, right? Yeah. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, so he played down in T- Tallahassee. Man, shoot, it's that's a great pickup. That's a he, solid pickup. And he's a tough ass runner too. He was still he was he was a Jimbo Fisher Noel, I'm pretty sure. So like he's he still he's was got he, was he Jameis with Jameis Winston too? Do do that? No, he ain't that old, is he? I don't think he's that old. No, I don't think so. I, I'd lo- I would love to be in the huddle with those pep talks, man. <laughs> I, listen, listen. There's something about I. I love Jameis Winston. I have always loved Jameis Winston. I don't know why. It's just he's just so goofy and like he's so confident, and I just love. And he's always so honest in all of his interviews. I love it. I do. Oh, he's I a great core. He's a great leader. Eating W's, just oh. eating W's in the huddle. <laughs> my, my favorite Jameis Winston story is he was suspended. Uh, for yelling explicitives in the in the student union uh, yeah. for a game or for a I think it was a game he was suspended and yeah. he still dressed out because he thought Jimbo Fisher was gonna forget and play <laughs> yeah. him anyway. That so was wild. Was- I remember that story. That was wild. I, I, listen, I can't get over Jameis Winston. Uh, the meme uh, when it says when he was thrown with the shirt off. And it says, when your uncle drunk at the barbecue and think you yes, can play quarterback. That was I will hilarious. I will never unsee that. I was no. like, oh, my God. I could see it. I could yeah. see it. Like, no, nah, like, nah, you didn't play football. Like, no, nah, <laughs> I, uh, nah. I, I can't. You know? Peak male performance right there, James Winston. Jamie <laughs> Christmas. Poor Jameis. I, I mean, I just called Jameis 30 for 30. Because, oh man! You know, those thirty touchdowns and thirty picks. I just yes. I call him for thirty. That's literally my nickname. Thirty oh. for thirty. Like oh, unbelievable. Hurts. This guy. That, that hurts, man. That hurts. But yeah. But just he's kind of like like uh, like one of my favorite baseball players. I think was like Prince Fielder, who just had yeah. like an average looking body, right? But just was a phenomenal yeah. player. But yeah. I think Prince is different because he was actually built like a rock. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just short. Yeah, squat. Like just mm-hmm. just push down just like that. Yeah, push down kind of like a like a little tuna can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> all right, I, we're gonna get to your guys's favorite segment, the blind nose segment. But first, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Thank you all for sticking with us here at KC Sports Network. This is Outside the Trenches with uh, myself, Tucker Franklin, Nick Lecky, and Big B, Brian Hanley, here. Uh, now, this is this is Big B's first time as a blind, in a blind nil. I'm super yeah. excited. I've explained <laughs> it to him. Uh, he's got the load down. We, listen, we were never going to get rid of this segment. This segment is Nick's baby. We had to keep it here. Uh, <laughs> you're silly. It's not my baby. Yes, it is. Um, your name. It's your name, at least. It's your name. The blind nil is. So if you don't know what a blind nil is, if you're first time listening to the show, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening. 
make sure to hit that like and subscribe button so follow wherever you uh, listen to podcasts professional plug right there uh nick will for example nick is going to tell big b and i a topic or ask us a question and we don't know what what nick's going to say i have no idea what this is going to be about this could get off the rails very quickly this podcast could quickly turn into a two and a half hour podcast uh <laughs> but we don't know what's going to happen that's the beauty of blind nil uh so nick why don't you start us off show show big b how it's done what do you got for us all right guys uh like i said it'd be in summer chilling having a good time it's easy to go, you know, favorite vacation stuff and everything like that. And the true spirit of blind nail and absolute RBI baseball curveball, you know, the unhittable monster. What's your weirdest summer memory? Mm. Like just weird. Like what the hell did that? What, what was that? Like, why, what, what, like, like just a weird and it could be small, like it, 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 it could be small or it could be like really big, um, but just something that just bizarro, kind of like interesting that, that happened as a kid, as an adult yesterday, um, you know, it, it could truly be anything, but just something in your mind that it's like, just, I don't know, what is this, but okay. here we are. So, um, I got one and it's right. actually, it's not that it was last year. You know, is you know, of course, being in Texas, you know, it, I mean, today it was a hundred, so it's our it's a hundred degrees out here once it starts getting to June. So we have a pool, and last year we were gone. I had went home and came back. Me and my wife went to back to where I'm from in Louisville. Came back uh, after a weekend trip. Got home early afternoon to somebody just. In our swimming pool, three people in there just hanging out at this pool like it was their house. Did they have a and cooler? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. I go, first of all, this is Texas. What are you doing? I'm like, what is going on here? I was like, I was flabbergasted that somebody, and they were like, hey, man, we're sorry. We, we were just really hot, and we saw you at a pool. So I'm like, first of all, how did you see it? We have a fence. How yeah. did you see that I have a pool? Wait a minute. What's going on here? It was just the most bizarre. They didn't say a whole lot. They got out, ran out the side. They didn't even run out. They just walked out. The side. I was like, really? This is what life is going to be like. I was like, unbelievable. They had no idea who these people were. I haven't seen them since. Uh, I upgraded the security around the house. Yeah, 100%, like, right, exactly. What's going 100%. on here? Yeah, I was just... Oh couldn't believe it. Could did not they, believe it. Wow. Did they have a cooler? Like, and like, oh, yeah. They, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like gathering drinks. Absolutely. And, there was like so, four of them just sitting on the pool. Like, it was like their house. And they were just yeah. sitting there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll what is going on here? It just, it was the most bizarre thing that I've ever witnessed in my adult lifehood as far as summertime. Now, there's yeah. other stories we can of get course. into that. that yeah, that's <laughs> different time. But I, yeah. Freak my wife out. I'm like, just stay in the house. I'll handle yeah. it. Is yeah. unbelievable. Did wow. you think you pulled up to the wrong house? You're like, wait, <laughs> am I actually well, at my house? Here's the thing. It's like if they just kind of just literally just nonchalant just said, hey, man, sorry. I go, we saw you had a pool. And that was the first thing that freaked me. I'm like, I have a fence. It's an eight-foot fence that goes around. How did you yeah. see that I had a pool? Because they're creeping. Yeah, Looking and I'm mad. like, it, I bet you, and I'm assuming it was probably a friend of a friend down the street or something that they came over. Who would over. say that? 
What did they say? Like, no, the Hanleys are smooth. They got a pool. Want you, Probably. Want you, swim, want you. They're out of town. Just go, <laughs> just go over there. Just go hang out. That's cool. I know them. They're good people. They wouldn't mind. Who would, I would feel so – I would feel so, like, awkward if I got busted, like, in someone's pool. Oh, Even if I was just swimming, I'd be like, this is weird. Like, And I maybe think- they did feel that way, Nick. I don't know. But they walked out like, hey, man, sorry. And that's kind of how it was just, eh, sorry. I'm like, yeah. Oh. This is insane. That's wow. bizarro. That is straight bizarro. Yeah, that's especially in the great state of Texas. You don't know whose house that is. You know, and that's why I'm saying you live in Texas. I mean, that's pretty ballsy to do something like that. But <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I, I would. I'd rather not get shot at by doing that in Texas. Exactly. And that's that, there's there's literally laws allowing you to do that with <laughs> people on your on your property so 100%. you're 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 100% within your legal right to yep. to shoot someone if they're on your property yep. wow. <laughs> Crazy. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to one up that story. I could, I could tell Brian lives in a rich neighborhood though with things like that. The way that you sell it goes goes through the neighbors. <laughs> unbelievable. Hanging out. I'm like, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, this is insane. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, that's. that's oh. I mean, but the thing about it is, I mean, you know, they left and I thought, do I drain the pool? I'm like, you know what? Nope. It's a hundred out. I'm getting in. I'm getting <laughs> yeah, in. <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about it for a second. Then you thought yeah. it's a hundred. That's a lot of work. Not doing it. Not doing it. I, we, we've all swam it. in public pools. You know, chlorine kills everything. Chlorine right. kills everything. It, yep. it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's perfect. Wait. No, uh, Nick, the first one that came to my mind when I was in high school, um, this actually might have been college. I was umpiring in the summers, just you know, a little side gig. I, I like, I enjoy doing it still. Um, like to do it every now and again. But uh, I was umpiring and I had my phone in my in my pocket. Now this is these are kids that are like, I didn't wear shin guards either, because uh, I was like, all right, these kids aren't really making it across the plate. It'll be a quick, quick fifty bucks for an hour, right? Um, I took a foul tip right to the pocket and it hit my phone square on. Foul tip right to the phone and i was like first i was like wow why did that not hurt like how come that how come that foul ball did not it hit me like right in the thigh too i was like i thought that was gonna hurt then i pulled my phone out of my pocket and it, and it was bent oh had a dent wow. in it and it was you know you remember when that like when that story was going around with the iphone six pluses where they would like bend if they got too hot no yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they they yeah, would I don't bend. remember that. Yeah, they would Ooh. bend like if they got too hot, they would you would put it on the on the on your table and it wobble back and forth. Um, really? Mine yeah. just cries like a little baby and it says it's too hot and it can't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. The direct side. <laughs> yeah. but uh, I know the screen wasn't like shattered. It hit the back of the phone and but like my phone was was dented. Um, but I just remember that being just like one of those things. Like, what are the odds of like a this is probably 11, 10, 11 year old kid hitting a foul ball and it hitting me straight in the phone. Um, and then I, I remember the, like every time I pulled my phone out of my pocket from then on out, I was reminded by that one time that I took a foul ball straight to the phone. It's weird. Did it fold like where you had like, re- like re- folded out away from your thing. You just had to keep on speakerphone or did it fold like to the contour of your face? No, it was, it was folded out, but it wasn't like that dramatic of like a, okay. of like a, like a, what would that, that's not concave. That'd be, I don't, I don't, yeah. The right we'll verb is concave yeah. or convex. Yeah. I, I think it was convex. And it's, it's been a <laughs> new word today on outside the trenches. There you go. Uh, see, like, that's not as good as somebody else getting in your pool. That's such a, 
That's a good, <laughs> I'm going to tell people that story for you, Big B. I mean, that's a that's good story. Brutal. How long were you guys gone for? How long were you guys gone for? A weekend. Yeah, we weren't gone like a week or anything. We, were, we left on Friday, came back on Sunday. Insane. Insane. Which leads me to believe they had been in my pool from the time we left on Friday. They'd come every day <laughs> until we got back. I know that happened. I were they, they, yeah, they were casual. They had the, the chairs realigned, how, how oh, they yeah. liked it, everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They said it. They redecorated. They brought in some different whatever. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's you know, it's funny. Um, so mine is also pool related just because I'm a water baby. And yeah. uh, so my sister and I growing up in Grapevine, my mom would, would ship us up to Waco or down to Waco. And we'd be in my aunt's pool. And um, there was a deep end in my aunt's pool. And sometimes these things, they're like sharks in there. So I can never like turn my back like on the, the deep end because I have to look out for a shark. You know, you're an irrational eight-year-old, right? For sure. So we're, we're swimming and I'm in the shallow end and I've got my back to the deep end. And my sister goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And a rat swam out of the, of the gutter thingy, like the little pool trap right at me. And I was like, I freaked out. I freaked out so bad. Like my uncle had to, had to come in. He got the... Um, like the thingy, the, uh, the, the, the net skimmer. Mm-hmm. And so we're like freaking out, whatever. And like, he grabbed it and he just, uh, like just grabbed it, had the, the, the cigarette in his mouth and the marble in his mouth. And he just grabbed it just like this and scooped it up and did one of these numbers. Boom. It just thumped it on the ground. And I was like, I don't know what I was more horrified of the fact that I just watched some, um, you know, mouse just get cartel styled, you know, crushed. Or the fact that I almost died and got rabies from this rat. And like, Ugh. it shook me. Like, I still think about when I look at pools, this day, I look at kind of like, look at the filth. Like, is there a rat in there? Like, that's mm. just going to come out later on. Yeah. So that's, that's my weirdest summer memory oh. is, is a rat coming that's out tough. of the, the pool. Like, it's like, swimming right at me. Yeah. See, I'm a big dude, but I am just no, deathly can't. afraid of rats. <laughs> you, you can't. You can't beat rabies. Like if no. you they scratch you or whatever, like if they're gonna put me down. It's just, oh. you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't. You cannot do it. It's just. It's just. Yeah. And you it know, is. there's one. There's a thousand, right? That's there's right. Not just one. There's That's just right. One. Rabies like, are undefeated. Like they. Yeah, they have. They, a, they have a one hundred percent success rate. I've seen Old Yeller. I know what happens if you get rabies. <laughs> so I don't. I don't want to get put down. No, no, so, yeah. that wouldn't be good. That is not. Are we talking like subway rat, like New York rat, like not Master that Splinter? Big. I no. mean, to me, like if honestly, it was probably not that big. Um, if it had been that, I probably would, would never jump in a pool for the rest of my life. <laughs> just <laughs> seriously, just, Master Splinter. We're done, we're done with pools. We're done with pools forever. I hear you, you know, after that one. But I was, I, I don't think I got in the water the next day. I remember as a kid, right? I mean, that's all you had in my aunt's house was a pool and a yard. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. It's all you needed. I was literally, literally all you needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd have been but terrified I, too, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just bad. It's just so bad. It is. All right. Well, let's get to my, I'll go, I'll go next with my button. We'll wrap up with big bees, but uh, mine is football related. Sorry to throw a damper on the parade. Uh, but I've got a chief's question for you guys because Chiefs have spent some time re revamping their, the trenches really this is outside the trenches. Uh, we love line talk here. And the defensive line specifically, Frank Clark does go to Denver, signs like a, a contract up to $7 million. Shout out Frank Clark for getting that money uh, because I don't think he would have got that in Kansas City. Um, so getting up to $7 million at this point in his career, that's perfect. And uh, Carlos Dunlap has expressed interest in coming back to Kansas City. 
Now that deal probably won't be done until before training camp, right? I think the last time he signed with the Chiefs, it was in the middle of training camp. He's not in any interest in going to move. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not doing anything extra that he has to do. But so I want I want you guys to kind of rank the Chiefs defensive end options uh, from like best to worst. Uh, obviously, drafting Felix Andrew DK Uzama, a guy that you guys are familiar with. Um, very enjoyed him a lot watching him. Uh, George Karloftis, Charles Aminahue, Mike Dana. Including, well, let's include Carlos Dunlap into it, where he kind of ranks in with that. Other guys I'm looking at here kind of on the roster, Trishon Warden, they have him listed as a DM. He's more an interior guy. We'll leave him off. Uh, BJ Thompson was a guy that they drafted this year uh, from Stephen F. Austin, who has, I think, a solid shot of making the roster. But, um, and, and, and guys, too, that they have, they've messed around, flirted around with, with Joshua Kando, Malik Herring. Uh, they've got a very interesting bunch of guys that they can use at the defensive end position. They're very young there now. And I'm curious your guys' thoughts on kind of the hierarchy, I guess you could say. This is a hierarchy of, of the Chiefs defensive end options. I can go first to give you guys a little bit of time to uh, think about this because I obviously did. As If you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing them go to the list. They're writing down right now. I gave them no heads up on what I was going to ask here. Um, this is that's how you know we make it real here. Uh, so I think that Charles Minihue is going to be the best option that they have, um, especially on an end. But he is one of those guys, too. Yeah, like Dershawn Horton, where he can play on the inside and outside, and I think that versatility on the outside is still going to be very good. Uh, Karloftis, I think I got to put at number two just because I want to see we get we did get to see him take that jump towards the end of the year. Uh, BJ was beating that drum for him to lead the uh, to get the Chiefs all time rookie sacks record uh, held by Derek Thomas. He did not get it. Uh, he got close when you include the playoffs, but didn't quite get it. Um, I think Karloftis will take another big jump this year. Um, I do think uh, Mike Dana had a really good year. I'm going to put Dana at three. Then I'll put FAU, Felix Andrew who's on at four. Um, if Dunlap comes back, Dunlap probably slots in at that three spot. And then I probably just move Dana and FAU down. Um, so it's going to go Minihue, Karloftis, Dunlap, Dana, FAU. And Big B, I think we had this conversation too about Felix. What's mm-hmm. so good about Felix right now in this in this defensive line room, this this edge room, he isn't forced to come in and have a 10 and a half sack yeah. season. And yeah. what's really good for him is he's not forced to do that. I, I think that he is a good player and you know, you guys know that he was double teamed literally all the time at Kansas state still yeah. one defensive player of the year, big 12 defensive player of the year. So um, really good football player. Excited to see what he can do. He put on a lot of weight over the time of his career, just because I'm ranking him, you know, what is it? Five out of these guys doesn't mean that I'm, incredibly low on him i think he's right. going to uh make the team and have an impact but i think those guys just ahead of him is is kind of what that hierarchy looks like with the with the team yeah i i mean i, I kind of like the same order uh you know just taking a look at it here minihue karlofkas uh or loftus i like both of those guys one and two but i do like king felix third mm, okay. uh, the reason that i like him third is because of what you mentioned and I think he's going to be a pass rush specialist this year because, you know, he's not the best guy against the run right now. Now he's got a great motor and he can learn to be that. But I think he's going to be a pass rush specialist and get into some of those pass rush situations and be, and be able to cause havoc. Yeah. You know, I just I like him being third now. He's young uh, and he's going to have one job. You know, get in and rush the passer, you know, in, in pass rushing situations. 
And again, it's the NFL. Don't get me wrong. The jump from college, high major college to the NFL is insane. However, when you're constantly being double teamed in a scheme of three, three, five, where they got two guys, sometimes maybe even three to block you, that can become frustrating. And now he's not, that's not going to happen. He's yeah. going to be one-on-one blocked all the time. And if he can beat him, which I believe he'll be able to do that from time to time. So I like him third, uh, Dana fourth. Dunlop, look, I mean, he's he's a veteran. He's going to be good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come in two weeks before the season starts. <laughs> yeah. You know, and get signed. Like a real vet. Like a real vet. That's uh-huh. right. He, I mean, he's going to come in. He's going to get in shape. Or maybe he signs, but, you know, he's inactive or not doing anything except just getting in shape. Um but we'll see. But that, that's kind of the order that I like him in. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I, uh, I I like uh, Amenahue. Obviously, you know, it was, what, fifth, sixth year out of Texas. So, played in San Francisco past two years. You know, I think yeah. he did great, fantastic size. Um, and honestly, uh, I, I had him ranked lower. But after listening to you guys talk and just thinking about how King Felix did versus, you know, I don't know if he played versus Bama. I think he, he did. And just the whole season. Like, it yeah. wasn't like – it wasn't like – all of a sudden, he's good his senior year. He was good his junior year. Right. So he had the spotlight on him, and he still shined. Yep. Right. He still shined. Because, you know, any guy can be like out of nowhere one year, all of a sudden you have this breakout year, and there's no consistency with it. But he had that consistency with it. So he's not going to get stymied uh, when it comes to those double teams. So like King Felix at number two. And then my, oh my. number th- my number three, I, I like – I know Carl Loftus had a great year. He's going to learn some stuff. But if they sign Dunlap, uh, that dude is low-key underrated for, for batting balls down uh, and for, for getting that, that wild sack uh, <laughs> after, after, you know, like just after beating someone, uh, a right tackle or a, a left tackle. But, and Dunlap is just one of those players, he kind of frightens you because he'll just show, mm-hmm. up, at the right, he'll show yeah. up at the right time when you need it. And he'll be that guy who can stop a run. And just overall, he's a three. And then Karloff is four. And then Mike, Mike Dennis stepped up, so he's number five. But, yeah, yeah. that's why I got it. So, Menahue, King Felix, uh, Dunlap, Karloff is Dana. That's that's what I like. Mm, gotcha. I like it. Dunlap is so long. That's the thing. His arms are so, so long, that guy. Water polo. Playing yeah. water polo. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. And and that, that can give people fits. Absolutely. That can absolutely give people if like a guy like me, if he's like reaching out me, I'm like, I'm I can't even touch him. And he's probably got his arms on my chest. Exactly. Like, I don't know exactly. what to do here. I don't know how to combat this. <laughs> exactly. He I looks like it. a looks like a poorly drawn stick figure. Is how he's right, built. exactly. Um, it really is. The way really that is. the way his proportions are. But all right, Big B, take us home. What you got? Well, you know, mine, I couldn't think. I, I, again, I'm the new guy. I'm the new yeah. guy. So I couldn't get it figured out. So what I decided was is kind of a question, a okay. sports media question. After Shannon Sharp retired or whatever is leaving undisputed. He retired? Think, well, I don't think he retired. He just left the show. Do you think that Skip Bayless needs to just retire? Mm. Because my opinion is, yeah, I think it's time for Skip to go. Um, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. No, no, Tucker, you, you go. No, I'll, I'll, wait. I'll wait. Well, I, I think we, we've seen this with a lot of these talking heads, and I try to – I don't watch a whole lot of it, 
I like right. to, you know, keep up with, you know, what's going on, but I don't like to watch all those. That's just what like ESPN and, and Fox and all these like stations have turned into is just a bunch of uh, first takes. And, you know, Skip Bayless is the godfather of that. And uh, right. he, he really helped pioneer that with Stephen A. Smith and, the, and their first take show really took off. And, you know, Stephen A., they've both made a career of it. But, uh, you know, the old saying of you, you, you die a hero or you're live long enough to see yourself become the villain villain. Yep. And I, I think we've already seen Skip Bayless become the villain. Um, so I don't know how much longer he has. I'm, pro- I'm sure he's probably going to do it until he can't anymore, uh, which I don't know if that's the best idea for. Um, but I'm sure he has enough money where he can live for the rest of his life and be okay. But who knows? Maybe he has to do it for work. Maybe he's in a situation where he has to. I think he, he should uh, kind of hang it up, but I don't know if that's what he wants his lasting legacy to be is kind of picking on Shannon Sharp for uh, all pro football Hall of Famer telling him he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. and just kind of driving him away. I don't know if that's what he wants his lasting legacy to be. You know, I, I would agree that, that he invented – him and Stephen A definitely sure. invented or, or created that genre of attention grabbing sort of these hot takes where uh, it's carried on to like the, the cable news networks, right? Mm-hmm. So, like the, the Fox, the CNN, like it's carried on to these things where like people, I don't even feel like Skip believes half the shit he says. Like, yeah. I think he just says it to get a reaction. Like yep. he goes, let me find the counterpoint here let me find the contrarian view and let me just, just take that, take that stand and just dig my heels into the dirt. And should he go? Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never appreciated it. Like, you know, who, who I absolutely love with all my heart is Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. Hundred percent. Those, those guys are the greatest and we have gotten so far away yep. from that. And it's, it's a damn shame because it's like guys who watch the games do their research, yep. have have solid points, probably are real journalists, mm-hmm. not trying to get clickbaity headlines or trying to get your attention yeah. on Twitter, you know? And it's like, that. that's why I love those two guys. Like those two guys to me are who I, I want to be, Yeah, right? Yep. Like with that. Because it's like, and honestly, since it's the copycat thing now and everyone's doing this counterpoint, first takes, you know, uh, skip, uh, it's tired. It's it's absolutely tiring. Yeah. You, you know, you know, you get every time he talks, it's just going to be something flamboyant, boisterous, nonsensical, yelling, loud noises, and I'm over it. But I've been over it for a minute. But the man's <laughs> bulletproof for some reason. Yeah, I mean, weird. my thing, and you're right, Nick. It's tired, and I think people in general are just getting tired of that. Mm-hmm. The the whole hot take thing. It was it was really cool for a minute. And don't get me wrong, people still do it. Uh, you know, it's still everywhere. But I think people are getting so turned off because they're like, look, man, just talk to us real. Just yeah. say something yeah. real. We're fine. We don't have to agree, but at least say something believable. You can't continuously say LeBron James isn't a very good basketball player. I mean, okay. It's sooner or later, <laughs> people are just going to tune you out and say, shut up. You know, it's just yeah. – and it's that kind of stuff that it's just like – Come on, man. Just talk to us real. Again, we're not going to agree on everything. We don't have to agree on everything. But if you just talk to us like a normal person, tell us what you think and why, we'll either agree or disagree and move on. But don't, you know, sugarcoat, not necessarily sugarcoat it, but don't BS us about Mm -hmm. some nonsense and act like we're all stupid and talk to us like we're stupid. I think that's where I, I agree with you, Nick. People are just fed up. And I've been fed up 
for a while. I watched because I liked Shannon Sharp. Yeah. He even got into a little bit of it too, you know, the whole thing. And, and I guess it was Skip's show, and Skip ran the deal. And so he had to kind of fall in line. I think that's one of the reasons why he left is because, like, look, I'm, I'm over that. I'm done with that. I need to do something different. Uh, and I think there's a, a different space now for people to be able to have opinions, have people on, and not have to do the clickbaity, you know, just to get people to tune in. You can get people to tune in if you just talk to them and you're yeah. real about it. Exactly. Just like we're doing here on this show right now today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's as real as it gets right here. I exactly. actually, I, I, I really like Shannon Sharp. I, I, I do. I, oh, I yeah. love like where he stands on a lot of things and, and the club Shay Shay that he does where he sits down, which is like, I, I think that is yeah. all very real. And that that's kind of the more of the stuff that, that you want. You want guys sitting down talking, yep. made it, man. The, his conversation with Deion Sanders, he had when he took the Colorado job was just like a very, it's like two guys who were buddies sitting down, catching up. Like that's what people want to hear. Right. And like, absolutely. Obviously that's what we try to do here. Right. Like we try to be a little more conversational. We try to be relaxed, talk about, Talk some ball, but we want to be like hanging out with your buddies. That's what we want to be like. And I think that's what people really want is just like you're part of the conversation. You're hanging out. We're hanging out with you. And that's just what we try to do. Absolutely. I love, I love it. that. All right. I think that's a good note to end on then. Uh, we kept it under an hour, fellas. Good work. Uh, that yeah. might not be the case. Uh, once we get into the season, we got more to talk about. <laughs> but listen, it's look, it's June. It's the late part of June, and we were already going an hour. That's a good sign. I think that's a good sign, fellas. But uh, we'll be back when there is some more stuff to talk about. Probably at the beginning of August, we'll get a little bit more consistent with Outside the Trenches here. But we appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. If you did enjoy the show, we really do appreciate you listening and follow wherever you uh, get your podcasts. So uh, I'm Tucker Franklin from Nick Lecky, Big B, Brian Hanley. Thank you for listening to Outside the Trenches. We'll catch you next Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.